0: hello and welcome to stasis pod the Transformers colon rescue bots podcast I'm Rob
1: I'm Jen
2: oh I may have watched the wrong show I thought this was an episode about Doctor
1: who <laughs> I could see this we, we are talking David about the other Tennant. doctor right yes the other doctor
2: the other doctor is I don't think it's an actual Oh maybe. Wait, oh, there was one Christmas sh- special. Maybe that one. Was uh, cool. I think that
0: was that the Doctor. next Doctor, maybe.
2: Oh, maybe. Anyway, the, the
0: crazy thing Doctor. that I found out looking this up was that Tim Curry has never been
2: on Doctor Who. Well, that doesn't doesn't make sense because like he's done a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Like, how often has he gone back to do stuff in Britain? I mean, unless he did, like, the old
0: yeah. series. Yeah. Well,
2: my thought was that he would have been on it in,
0: like, the, you know, like, the 80s or something. Like, yeah. when he
1: was, eh, I guess the, like, uh, Sylvester McCoy stuff then. Exactly. That so had yeah, to be, like, the, the kind of tail kind of
0: end. Yeah, like, he's, you know, he's gonna be third guy from the left in The Happiness Patrol, or, uh. uh
1: no, he was. You're, no, even then he you're, was. In you're the thinking 80s. more, like, I think it would have had to be, like, a, a pre-Rocky horror. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Tim Tim Curry. Curry. Oh, yeah so, that's true. I guess that we're talking like the, what's that, that what was that movie? 82?
2: The 70s. Uh, let's see.
0: What was it? Yes, you're right. Uh, 75. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, oh yeah, so he would have even... been around
0: in fourth? Wait. <laughs> around then, yeah, I think. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. See, so, yeah, I guess by the, you know, by the mid 80s, he was already in, like, clue and legend. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, so it's like, either like he went like high rather quickly he seemed to have kind of skipped the bit player on bbc sci-fi show level <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah shockingly not a lot of uh there are a couple british tv credits for him but not a ton hmm.
1: i huh.
2: mean by
0: 1981 he'd hosted snl
2: oh yeah maybe he just wasn't into
1: tv yeah
2: it's like that, that's like a whole Although thing
0: apparently happened. there is a british tv series where he played william shakespeare
1: Ooh, oh. that's kind of cool. When uh
0: 1978. It also featured Ian McShane as as Kit Marlowe <gasps> and uh Paul Freeman, the the bad guy from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark as uh, Richard Burbage.
2: Oh, that's oh pretty he's cool. starring as William Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, he was it was Will Shakespeare.
2: Huh. I mean, he's wow. a good choice.
0: Starring Tim Curry as Will Shakespeare.
1: Meet <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Anyway, but uh, yes, today we are talking about the 12th episode of Transformers Rescue Bots, first aired May 19th, 2012, uh, written by two guys new to Transformers who have not written any episodes subsequently, Ken Pontak and Warren Graff. Uh, Warren Graff is one of the guys who created
2: Happy Tree Friends. Oh! Oh! Uh Huh. Weird. (laughs) Did Did he ended up doing this? Huh. Yes, I can
1: see that.
0: And Ken Pontek has had an interesting career. I started off as like a special effects guy, so he mm-hmm. uh, he did special effects for a bunch of eighties movies like Never Say Never Again.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I guess he uh, because he did like animation, he did that mid eighties Gumby revival.
2: There was a mid eighties oh, wow. Gumby revival? The hell! Yes,
1: I yes. do not remember
2: that at all. Yaha. Uh-huh.
1: I don't remember it as well as I remember the early 90s Beanie and Cecil revival, but I kind of v- remember it.
2: Oh, I vaguely
0: remember that. <laughs> and so he ended up writing for a ton of cartoons. Uh, Mighty Max, uh, The Legend of Calamity Jane. Ooh. Uh, both Reboot and uh, War Planets, but not Beast Wars. Aw. Uh, Sherlock Holmes <laughs> in the 22nd Century. Crypto oh. the Superdog. Ooh. Extreme oh, was- Dinosaurs.
2: <laughs> wow, he got around.
0: And, uh, Extreme- even recently he's, uh, he wrote 19 episodes of Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures.
1: Ooh. Wha- That's a lot of okay. episodes of that.
0: Yeah. And also wrote a bunch was of, that. Uh, Is episodes- that like
1: the, the later, like the... Yeah,
0: the, like the recent one, not the one from the 80s.
1: Wow. Okay. I sort of vaguely remember that existing and not caring about it.
0: And also that King Kong cartoon that's on Netflix.
1: That also, oh, oh the one right on Netflix. There.
0: Like okay. the newish one, not the one from the, like, early aughts with the Beast Wars cast, where the bad guy is just David Kay playing Beast Wars Megatron.
1: Cause I was, I was gonna drop that that is, uh, showing up on, and also Extreme Dinosaurs both show up on Pluto TV on occasion. Uh, which I I get to watch more than previously now that I am working from work, but with minimal <laughs> supervision.
0: <laughs> and uh, and he also created uh, the show Bump in the Night, which w- I watched a ton of because I was obsessed with stop motion animation.
2: Mm-hmm. Bump in the Night. I don't
0: know if I I might have been the only one who was young enough to watch that. It was it was a stop motion show uh, about a monster who lived under a kid's bed, uh, voiced by Jim Cummings. And then his best friend was like a, a a goopy toilet monster voiced by an extremely Rob paulson Rob
2: Paulson.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I do that... like extremely Rob paulson Rob Paulson.
2: I, that was a whole show? I thought that was like clips on Nick at Night or, or Nickelodeon or something.
0: Well, no, it star- it started off as like interstitial bumpers and then they made it into an entire show.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't remember it being like a full show. I just I vaguely remember the like, shapes of like the... those weird things.
0: Right. It was sort of the. It came after the. After these messages, we'll be right back. It was yeah. after those, but those were also stop motion. Ah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Mm. Anyway, so those are the guys who wrote this episode.
1: Wow. Okay. That's actually very interesting. Yeah.
0: And we open with. Uh, and we open, you know, after the the events of the previous episode, uh, Doc Green has been uh, has been fired for. Constantly imperiling the uh, the people of uh, Griffin Rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I gotta say they're they're not wrong.
0: Yes, although in this case he he was indeed framed by a yeah. sinister shadowy figure.
1: <gasps> dun dun dun.
0: So we open with uh, with Chase and Chief Burns. They're they're on the stakeout again. A guy speeds by, but he's not he's not speeding that much.
1: He's going four miles over the speed limit, which yes. I'm pretty sure legally you have to be going at least five miles over because of like some something something uh, like sensitivity of the tracking radar equipment something.
0: Yes, but maybe not Cybertronian tracking equipment.
1: That's then you would have to explain to the courts why you were using Cybertronian <laughs> tracking equipment. What a Cybertronian is, probably get Agent Fowler involved.
0: <laughs> this is for a parking
1: ticket? Yeah, <laughs> this is not not worth it.
0: Anyway, and indeed, Chief Burns is all like you know he's you know, that guy. He's got a lot in his mind. It's only four miles over the limit. To just you know, justice is important but you gotta, uh, you know you have to have some compassion
1: which kind of feels like maybe what Chase is doing uh, paired with Chief Burns it's yeah, learning right. but not to be you know, more than meets the eye Ultra Magnus <laughs> uh,
0: and, the, and indeed it's a good thing they didn't do that because once again the town is in mortal peril this time by a deadly steamroller
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just- you know, that's fairly perilous.
0: Well, it's certainly perilous to the mayor and his collection of lawn gnomes,
2: oh, which are <laughs> swiftly demolished
0: gnomes. by uh, by, no. this, uh, ro- by this lawn by this road roller.
1: <laughs>
0: no, but yeah, the uh, the rescue bots they roll to the rescue, but they're too late because it's already been stopped by a mysterious black and purple robot that is definitely not evil.
2: It's no, totally no
1: very like it's got a lot of very like gun qualities to it. Well, yeah, and it, it kinda g- looks like
0: those uh those robots in Superman fights in those old uh Fleischer cartoons.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's really skinny. Yeah, it, I can see that.
2: It makes me think of like a Go Bot. Like it's robot <laughs> mode. It's very simple. Oh like a like, a like like a Taca Gobot. Yeah. Well, no, like the original GoBots, like the face and like basic robot shape, only it doesn't have kibble all over it of like a submarine or whatever. But
0: right, no, I, I just meant a, a, like one of those GoBots as opposed to like the Go Go GoBots.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, no,
2: no, not really the Go
1: Go, which are well, relevant to our our discussion.
2: The Morbius in Morbot. It's like a Go Go GoBots version of a Tonka GoBot. <laughs> yes. Oh, they actually did make toys of it.
1: Also, Morbot just sounds like like a bad thing. I sure. mean, it's 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 like it's, morbid.
0: Morbius, yeah, the Living Vampire.
1: It's a prefix that you don't normally hear just appended onto nice, happy, friendly things. What would Which you is prefer- actually, I had to look it up and make sure it wasn't meant to be like M O R E. But no, it's just Mm M-O-R-B-O-T, so it definitely is evil.
2: I'm kind of surprised they don't play on the more bot pun more. (laughs) It's possible. He's not less bot, he's more bot than the Autobots. Yes.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that that does not get played up too much.
0: And then it causes a fair bit of collateral damage while, uh, while stopping this thing. And so, anyway, everybody's kind of you know standing around all you know WTF, and uh, then coming coming down from a blimp is what is definitely the shadowy figure from uh Whoa. from last episode was, and it is Doctor Th- uh what is it? Is he a
2: first name?
1: Doctor Morocco.
0: Doctor Th- Thaddeus oh. Morocco.
1: Oh, Thadde- Thaddeus. he's got an airship. You know, when I was saying last episode that he seemed like someone who needed to have gears as yeah. part of his costume, he's got a friggin' airship. <laughs> I
0: mean does any does anybody non evil own a blimp?
1: Well, no. not,
0: the like Nazis you know that love blimps.
2: Yeah, yeah well, th- that's kind of the thing. Like. In fiction now, it has become, you have a giant Zeppelin that means, oh, this takes a place in an alternate continuity than the one you're used to, which kind of makes sense considering this is is and isn't in continuity with Transformers Prime. Like, it's so close to being there, but it's like slightly off. Oh, because there's a Zeppelin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's also a very, it's 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 a, it's a pretty evil looking Zeppelin.
1: It is. It's all green well, yeah, and it's, purple. It's it's like, Tim Burton colors. Standard
2: Spider-Man villain colors.
0: It's in bad guy colors.
1: Yeah, it's in bad guy colors.
0: And uh he's uh, wearing
1: yeah. a monocle and a, a brooch, and like he's clearly yeah. got a little like vest under his weird jacket thing. Yeah, and...
2: it's a vest with shoulder pad things, and he's got armbands. <clears throat>
1: It's like, it's always, this
2: is such a great design. but obviously, This is
1: clearly a guy who goes, who spends his weekends going to conventions and, like, a top hat <laughs> and, like, a whole bunch of gears all over his, like, duster, his, like, long <laughs> coat that he wears. This is his respectable version of, also- of what he wears. This is what he wears that guy when he's going for a job interview and he's like maybe i should leave the top hat with all the gears on it at home
0: (laughs) also when whenever he goes to a panel he definitely opens with well this is more of a comment than a question
1: (laughs) yes yes he is
0: and uh and, and of course voicing this is the great tim curry
1: Oh, yes, I didn't think he was Tim Currying it up quite as much as no as usual not
2: really.
0: But. I mean, he's hammed it up much more, and my yeah. God, yes, I mean, all of his performances are they're a little hammy,
1: yes,
2: and this is a little well, hammy, yeah, it's Tim but... Curry it's a little hammy. It's just like he's not cranking it up. He's not going well. I mean part of it, it is up. that it, part of it is
0: that even though he's blatantly evil. We don't want him to be too blatantly evil that all of the ca- characters look like dinguses for not realizing that he's blatantly evil?
1: That's, yeah, like, like, fair. He's just sort of moderately evil. He's He's got right. plausible yeah, he's just, deniability.
2: He's just, he's Tim Curry default, which is like, something's going on with Tim Curry. <laughs> Even though he looks like and- Basil Rathbone.
0: Yes, and this actually feels like a bit of a throwback, because there was a period of time between about, I'm going to say, 1990 and 2005, when 50% of all cartoon series had Tim Curry playing a recurring villain.
1: Yes, Skullmaster and yeah. Mighty Skull Max. Skullmaster on
0: Mighty Max. Um,
1: what Kill else? what's his face on Gridman? Oh, Super the evil Samurai. Kilocon! Yes, Kilocon. Uh, he, he was that Cyber mad squad.
0: scientist on Gargoyles.
1: Yes. Oh I, yeah, yeah. it's I, like... I think he was the main bad
0: guy in Mighty Ducks. Probably.
1: probably. I would have to ask that one friend of mine who is super into Mighty Ducks. I'd have to go onto Facebook and be like, Hey, wasn't Tim Curry some character?
0: Uh, that, that Carmen Sandiego cartoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pirates of Dark Water.
1: Yes. There was
0: apparently a Prince Valiant cartoon that he was a recurring villain on. Oh. Uh He was the evil computer on Captain Planet.
1: I think basically, if it wasn't Canadian, if it didn't have a Canadian, because like, I'm thinking like Exo Squad, but that was what became Ocean Group. Right. Uh, so long as it wasn't Canadian, he was definitely here being the villain.
0: Uh, the one big exception: Batman the Animated Series, because he was originally cast as the Joker, but his performance was apparently Uh-oh. too frightening. <laughs> <laughs> so they cast of... uh, Mark Hamill instead.
2: He, Which he cast some the thing some,
1: was... some nobody named Mark Hamill.
0: I was you know, that. He was in Star Trek or something.
1: Yeah. one like, of them things.
2: Like as Tim Curry was like the villain in a lot of things in the '90s, like Mark Hamill kind of replaced him. <laughs> Like you he's know? been a skeleton king and the Joker since.
0: And and hey, guess who's coming up in a couple seasons on Rescue Bots?
2: Ooh. <gasps> oh my camel. we have to do more seasons at some Det- point.
1: <laughs> Did Tim Curry play any villains in Freakazoid? Because I'm thinking the other person from around then who did a lot of that was David Warner. And David (laughs) Warner was absolutely in Freakazoid. And every so often, I can't stop thinking about that Hello, Dolly thing (laughs) 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 that they did.
0: And he was only on one episode of Freakazoid, though. Oh, well, As Dr. Mystico. Ah, (laughs) So, I, I have to assume that, like, a bunch of cartoon bad guy editions in the 90s, it was just, okay, well, we called David Warner and we called Tim Curry. Yes. And, and they were just, like, every day it'd be like, oh, morning, David. Morning, Tim.
1: <laughs> well, they already had David Warner, so they got Tim Curry to be the someone because David Warner was also. So which, of, in, uh... so, which
0: of us will be the bad guy on Voltron,
2: the third dimension?
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: It was Tim Curry.
2: Oh, I forgot about that because I've tried to put that out of my memory.
1: (laughs) Also, popular '90s (laughs) from a popular '90s uh, voiceover villain from Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, Malcolm McDowell.
0: Oh, that's that was the third guy at those auditions. Yeah, who
1: was he? I he was somebody. Wasn't he someone in Batman the Animated Series? Um.
0: I, I know oh, he was. Um, wasn't he Metallo on Superman?
1: Maybe the, the robot guy.
0: Maybe. I don't know if he was on Batman. I don't I mean, really he was, remember. Oh Metallo, wait, please. uh he was. Um, I think Count Vertigo on Batman.
1: Ooh maybe. You know, you <clears> know where else so the villain? Episodes,
2: some.
0: Oh no, he was he was the bad guy on the uh the Jonah Hex episode of Batman.
1: You you know where else he was the bad guy was the Tank Girl movie.
0: Yes, he
2: was. (laughs) Yes, where he removed his head. That uh, that movie's bad, but entertaining. I mean, that was on Pluto
1: TV a lot recently. Mm.
2: He was the third guy at those auditions, but he
0: started bringing a magazine after the other two guys kept asking questions about Caligula. Incidentally, I was once at a, uh, I I kid, but I was actually once at a, uh, science fiction convention panel where Malcolm McDowell was asked about Caligula. And he says, well, you know, they paid me to be in Rome for two months. I'd do it again. (laughs) Fair. Because that, that is British actors. Yes. You pay us, give me the script.
1: Also, speaking of, uh, free and low cost television, uh, Comet TV has been playing Babylon 5 in the middle of the night, and I just had that on in the background while I was, like, playing something else, and there was absolutely some David Warner, and I feel like I really should have <laughs> watched that show more when it was on.
0: Yeah, I never really got into it. Uh, part of it was that those special effects were really bad, even for 90s TV.
1: They were pretty bad.
0: Hmm. Also, I kind I of accept George Takei when he's not wearing a beetle wig and doing a bad Russian accent.
1: <laughs> no, that's not George Takei. Uh, Walter. Or, sorry, not
0: George Takei. Well, yeah. Oh yes. Well, just yes, George. Takei, George Takei known for his famous uh, bad Russian accent. Yes. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. We are looking for the nuclear vessels.
2: <laughs> I imagine he probably does have a good bad Chekhov impression.
0: I mean, he probably does because you know those guys are just constantly making fun of Takei.
2: Yeah. Well, they're making fun of everybody there. <laughs> Except for Nemo. Nemo probably wasn't making fun of everybody else that much.
0: Well, speaking of which, uh, at a at a s- second panel, they I think they mentioned uh Takei mentioned that he was constantly pranking James Doohan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean,
0: it, it, it was usually him, Nichelle Nichols, and Walter Koenig pranking J- James
2: Doohan. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, <that> sounds adorable. And <laughs> anyway, we're getting distracted yes, so. a lot. So yeah, what
0: so what is so Doctor Morocco is a uh, apparently he used to live on uh, on Griffin Rock and he was the scientist there, much as Doc Green was, but they kicked him out for reasons that remain a little nebulous. But it sounds pretty bad.
1: Yeah, yeah it it deep. does sound. It's, I think they mention at this point something about him like selling, or maybe one of the Burns family asks him if he's still selling evil technology Oh and he is he's a great people.
0: answer for that. He says I'm I simply make sensible devices for legitimate businesses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the thing you say when you do absolutely not do that.
0: Well, I think David <laughs> being from New Jersey can tell us a lot about legitimate <laughs> businessmen.
1: Legit Look,
2: look, you have to respect legitimate businessmen. They're providing a service for the community. <laughs> Sometimes things get a little out of hand, but,
1: that is you know. a thing you say when you're destro.
0: Yeah, no, I'm in. Uh, I'm in waste disposal.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's yeah. a thing you say when a lot of the people you know are Italian, <laughs> and somewhere in their family tree, yeah. there's a legitimate businessman.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've known people along those lines.
2: And you'd rather have them on your side.
1: It's, it's good to be good to these people.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's all, yeah, yeah. My, my robot can do the work of all of your rescue team.
1: I really appreciated that it was Cade who, who spoke up in defense of, of their rescue bots.
0: Yes. Like, hey, these guys are a pain in the butt, but they're my pain in my butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit.
0: And but so the mayor kind
2: of doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He, he just wants things settled, but well, he can't he, settle he, things now because important decisions require pants. He
1: says yes. I which, can't make any d- important um, decisions without pants. Which, given that I we're recording with? this in the middle of the whole pandemic situation, is not yeah. a good way to to go about things anymore. Nowadays, you have <laughs> to be able to make important decisions <laughs> with no pants.
2: Pants optional.
1: So pants are
2: an illusion.
1: I have to wear pants when I go into work, but with the minimal supervision thing, I don't necessarily have to keep them on.
0: (laughs) So, Mm. uh, so anyway, apparently Doc Green was hired instead of Dr. Morocco's uh, way back when. So Cody and the chief go to uh, visit Doc Green and Frankie, who are, they've been kicked out of their lab home, uh, and they are now living at uh, Mrs. Niederlander's B&B.
1: I, I don't understand. I mean, we, we know my, my professional history here. I I don't understand how there's a B&B that's not owned by a gay couple. Like, I mean, maybe the other Mrs. Well,
0: Niederlander has passed on.
1: This a not gone. insignificant number of gay romance novels that I have worked on have ended with the couple involved owning a B&B. It's just... <laughs>
2: It's how things are done. It's
1: a thing, but yes, maybe this is the the other the other kind of couple, and yes, the other Mrs. Niel has moved on, has has passed on. Yes, yeah, so alas,
2: Doc Green is there taking an unexpected vacation, and his he's filling his void of activity time by building birdhouses. So many birdhouses.
0: This this is a man on the verge of madness. It's,
1: it's not very difficult. Well, he, he hasn't, uh, like,
2: it hasn't been so long that he has started recreating art around the house, <laughs> which is, like, my favorite, the quarantine is bad, but my favorite thing about it has been people online, like, trying to recreate famous works of art just around the house with, like, <laughs> cats and things as stand-ins for, like, oh, what, it was like, um, was it Edward Munch or something? There was There's one something like,
1: along those lines. One of the weird
2: things. Oh, I, now I want to find it again somewhere. But it's like it, it, it's been productive in people doing bizarre things, which reminds me a lot of like college. Like I would get so bored because I was like like watching a lab while people were playing with computers a while. That was a job for a bit. And, and I would get so bored. I would produce art projects for myself <laughs> like, just to keep myself busy. Which often involved printing out rather large pieces of things to redraw and making bizarre signs. I kind of miss that. Yeah, ah, the board times.
0: <laughs> so anyway, anyway. cut uh, cut back to uh, to city council, and city council apparently uh, consists of the mayor. There is there is an Asian lady who is never named. And then you've also got a guy who is apparently later identified as Mr. Alper, who appears to be Carlton Banks.
1: <laughs> he has the Argyle sweater and... Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, there's only one way to uh, to prove it for sure, and I don't think this show had the budget to license Tom Jones. No. <laughs> so he's all, yeah, you know... uh you know, I can. My robot will keep everybody safe, and it will not endanger anybody else. Unlike these uh, calamitous uh, clumps of uh, of clanking bits.
1: He he criticizes them. The the wording he uses misplaced empathy, and I'm like, that is just a little fascist. Oh my god!
0: I mean, this guy owns a zeppelin. He's selling <laughs> weapons to legitimate businesses.
1: Also, he's talking <laughs> about advanced technology while wearing a monocle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not convincing me. You're Maybe it's clearly, like a cyber monocle. All of his advanced technology is steam powered and you will not <laughs> convince me otherwise. <laughs>
2: well, he's considered steam for most things. Well, his more bot doesn't seem to be steam powered. It Who knows what's be. powering that? Probably radioactive decay or something. Oh, it was a Hieronymus <laughs> Bosch painting that I was thinking of. Oh. Someone yeah, he, he, he pulls
0: out his phone and the battery's getting low, so he has to pour a bunch of a bunch of coal into it.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, it's made of gears. Also, <laughs> it's like the size of a large book. He's
0: like cranking it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Just a second, I have to wind my phone.
1: Yes. It's, that's exactly what I expect from this guy. But no, he's he's apparently talking about advanced technology while wearing a monocle and a vest. I mean, he did build a robot. He did build a robot. He did
2: build a robot. I I am kind of surprised he doesn't have, like, a robot henchman like an Igor following him around. That's uh, a little too
0: evil.
1: <laughs> yeah, but... Know. Gotta have some plausible deniability. It doesn't have to
2: talk. it just has to look weird. <laughs> Yes, and and he he
0: he totally pulls a Lyle Landley on them. Well well, well hey maybe the Morbot maybe that's uh, maybe that's more of a Shelbyville robot.
1: <laughs> he does. <laughs> he absolutely pulls that trick and it works.
0: Man, sadly I don't think that uh, Griffin Rock has a Shelbyville.
1: Aww.
2: Or oh, a Shelby or a... Hippogriff Rock.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I seem to recall I came up with something for this in an earlier episode, but, uh, Possibly. I don't know, um, uh, Manticore Mountain.
1: There you oh, go. Oh, yeah,
2: it might have been a Manticore. I prefer Hippogriff because it's close enough to a griffin, but it's not.
1: I like the Manticore. But I guess
2: Manticore, I guess manticore is less used. Chimera Cliffs. Because it's just like, ooh, Chimera Cliffs. Oh, I want to move there. <laughs>
0: Owl, bear, acres—I don't know. I'm running out of monsters here. Mm. Anyway, so they—they they totally okay. So we are going to have this this robot duel, and if if your robot wins, Doctor Morocco, then uh, the the rescue bots get the old heave ho. Mm. And so the uh, you know the team is clearly not happy, but this Boulder has already decided that we are going to lose.
2: Aww. Yeah, he's a little depressed. I I. Although I have to go back to like the first episode where this family is immensely shocked that oh no, we're going to be replaced by robots. You have four robots and
1: four people who have replaced a police force, a fire department. <laughs> hey, like, now you don't know they ever had a full police force or fire departments. Maybe or not, but engineering
0: it, team. later on we do see one additional police officer.
1: Oh, okay. It does seem
2: like, like the first episode is, we have up upgraded to these cool robots, and we've replaced... Uh, it feels like hypocrisy to Maybe the town
0: was just in less constant peril back then, so they only needed these people.
2: Yeah. It doesn't seem like they were in less constant... Okay, admittedly, Dr. Morocco behind the scenes has increased the level of peril in this town secretly. <laughs> the peril has increased. But it doesn't seem like he's the only source of peril. Like, the volcano! He had nothing to do with that volcano.
0: Well, listen, the natural disaster was just like the end of Batman Begins. You know.
1: You don't know! escalation. That he didn't have anything to do with that volcano originally.
0: (laughs) Well, in fact, he might have. We will get to that in the season finale.
1: Oh! (gasps) Dun-dun-dun! Okay. But Dr.
0: Morocco's been around for a while. (gasps) Okay. What? So anyway, it is, so yeah, Boulder, he's already started packing up because he thinks, you know, we're, we're going to lose, but Burns is all, hey, listen, this thing, it's just, it's just a machine and not the way that you guys are machines, but like the (laughs) way a toaster is a machine.
1: Which I feel like they've, they understand that, that distinction at this point.
0: But there is, there is no time to mope about this because there is a fire at the explosion factory. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I love that there's an explosives factory.
0: Just just a bunch of crazy explosives, very clearly marked at the docks. And, uh, oh, hey, somebody tosses a grenade there with that M logo on it. This guy's got to stop branding his stuff.
1: He really does. That's... I mean, as yeah. we will learn, that's apparently not sufficient proof of anything, but he does need to stop branding his stuff.
0: So, yeah, it... Uh, so, uh they don't quite realize that they are at the explosion factory fast enough? (laughs) Yes. No.
1: You would think they would know that, hey, this is where the explosives come from. Maybe we should be extra careful. Uh, That's where
0: that guy's always trucking those explosions to. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, the the humans have to get away. The robots, you know, they're still trying to put out this fire, but it's the Morbot who finally puts it out when he... Uses the the water to cause a giant wave,
1: he washing over the dock and totally it, wrecking it, it. Is it a hem or it's more of an it? I feel yeah, like, but it's it it. kind of him. Yeah, it hem.
2: doesn't say anything. It's just an it. It, it, it cannonballs into the water, yes, yeah, to put out the fire. Which
1: okay, they call that the
0: they call that the danger field maneuver.
1: I mean <laughs> there there are boats there, and it clearly this does an unreasonable amount of damage. Mm. This does. Probably less damage than the box of explosions on fire, but not by as much of a margin as you would like. No. Uh,
0: And uh, unfortunately, Huxley Prescott was there, and he's already picked sides. Rescue
1: bots? More like rescue knots.
2: (laughs) And he is a politician, so, you know.
1: No, he's not. He's a reporter. (laughs) Oh,
2: Huxley, right. Yeah, Huxley Prescott. Well, he's. Doesn't he say, like, later in the episode, like, he's just there, or maybe that's the next episode, where he says he's just there for a good story? Does yeah, he sure. say
1: rescue knots, because...
0: He does. It says rescue uh, bots, or are the rescue bots now rescue knots?
1: Also, his logo has his little camera drone on it, and I do kind of appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I didn't notice yeah, that. And before. also, he's holding the microphone up to, and it's foreshortened very dramatically.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's...
2: Whoever made his logo did a very good job. <laughs>
1: yes, but yeah, he has absolutely 100% already turned on the rescue bots. So oh yes. screw this guy.
0: So everybody is now very bummed, and Cody's—you know—he tries to cheer him up by telling the story of John Henry, uh, as chronicled in uh, Transformers: Hearts of Steel. Streaking of steampunk,
2: oh hey, <laughs> yeah, but like, oh, when he pulled out that book and started talking about John Henry, it's like. No, no, bad story, Joey. Bad. <laughs> he's
1: well, absolute...
0: conveniently, he doesn't get to the end. Well,
1: no, and he that's makes the, it the thing to... is, oh. he he clearly, he's, they're like, so he just keeps his job and everything's fine, right? And Cody is just like, yeah. yeah that's so, you know, they get... do telegraph. It's not like they <laughs> pretend that the story has a happier ending. No, but it
2: just seems like an odd choice to bring up as, like, a good motivational story for these robots about a person who dies.
0: (laughs) Uh, How about um, Uh. the story of The Terminator? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure, it got Michael Bean, but she crushed it in a press at the end. (laughs) Cody is not old enough to have seen that movie.
1: No, he's not.
0: I can't think of a lot of kid-friendly movies that are, like, people versus robots.
1: Well, that's because it's not really a kid-friendly um, theme.
0: Subject, uh, how, about, no. uh, how about that noted uh, family classic, uh, Chopping Mall?
1: <laughs> also on Pluto TV recently. <laughs>
0: that is not at all surprising. And...
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's a classic, but no, that's, that's not getting a TV edit.
1: You don't need a TV edit for Pluto TV, as I learned when I turned on Bride of the Reanimator. Ooh, yeah, I have to bring it back around to Transformers. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Anyway, so uh, so there's there's a kid who's uh, you know we cut to uh, cut to the park. This kid playing with a toy rocket, and uh, Doctor Miles said, "Oh yes, I remember having one of this, and when I was a boy, bazillion years ago,
1: I had one just (laughs) like this when I was your age." But it was evil, he does not say.
0: <laughs> but, but now but this one flies. is evil because he puts nanites in it again, it becomes a super deadly rocket.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, it, that's it, that's his thing, putting nanites in things, which I realized, oh wait, the, the cool music from previous episode where it kicked in and it was like rock theme, it's like, oh that's the nanite music.
1: That's <laughs> the nanite theme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the nanite theme from uh, Rescue Bots.
0: Ah, uh, the touching nanite love
2: theme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As I mean, they do the replicate nanite. themselves generally in, in most versions of things about nanites. Anyway.
0: And unfortunately, speaking of trucks of poison, it is once more uh, imperiling Gryphon Rock's most perilous trucker.
1: <laughs> oh, Luckily, no!
0: this time, he is just trucking what appears to be a bunch of newspapers and not a tanker full of exploding poison.
2: <laughs> yeah, what what is he doing with... An entire pallet, like the, the the back of the eighteen wheelers, filled with papers, newspaper. They don't have newspapers; they have hologram papers. What is he doing? <laughs> what is going on?
1: Look, it's like it's like ebooks now. Some people like their e-readers, but a lot of people still want to get that thunk on their door as the newspaper is thrown at it at like five in the morning.
0: Yes, by a robot, Yay. as we've seen before.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like the going to Barnes & Noble and buying physical copies of newspapers. Yes. Well, and
2: if we could uh, go to Barnes & Noble, I drove by it the other day and it was closed.
1: Oh, that's sad. I, that I, I will say anything. that my, uh, my a substantial amount of my next paycheck is going to some small, uh, small bookstores.
0: There like, hey, really hey, listen, Mac, I gotta get this truck on the road. There's a guy on the other side of the island who owns like 15 parrots. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very important <laughs> also good for packing ebay orders
2: yes mm.
0: and uh anyway this is uh once more the day is saved by the morbot that just smashes a bunch of parked cars while doing so
1: driving through in a very evil looking vehicle mode that we only get a, a little bit of a glimpse of but it's very evil looking
0: and is this around the same time when he runs into, I think, uh, Cody and Frankie and uh, insists that uh, children should rarely be seen and never be heard? Run along.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's somewhere in here. Or that's after the next one. A little later, okay. but
1: yeah. Close.
0: Okay, because indeed they are, you know, the the rescue team is now busy cleaning up half the town that this Morba has wrecked. And then unfortunately the Nanates are once more on the rampage. And this time they have struck at Dr. Green's terrifying solar car.
1: Wait, we should we should probably point out the there's a moment though where Cody is investigating what's what happened with this rocket. And apparently they just have surveillance cameras everywhere because he's oh, yeah. got oh, surveillance is, yeah, footage we, of They live of, in a
2: police state in Doctor Morocco,
1: upsetting. you know, sabotaging the uh the rocket so uh that's that's a little creepy thanks yeah, well,
0: welcome to the panopticon everybody <laughs>
1: Yes. yeah
2: e- either there are cameras everywhere watching everyone on the island at all times or this is space balls logic and he just rewound the episode
1: <laughs> i was gonna suggest that they just have cameras watching dr morocco all the time which is entirely fair i mean they should yeah
0: Listen, it's obscure town statute. Anybody comes into town on a blimp, we're watching them twenty four seven. Yes, I, I think I think this law is from the thirties, but we never repealed it.
2: <laughs> Clearly, he he has a zeppelin. Clearly, he's come from Earth too. <laughs>
1: So back to back to Doc Green's car. I I feel like it's worth mentioning that when when I saw this happen initially, my and, and this turns out to not be the case, but my original thought was, God damn it, Doc Green, why did you put those back in your car? <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, no, probably Doctor Morocco put them in his car and it's not just that like he's using things that were left around. <laughs> sitting around his lab. He has learned that lesson.
0: And and specifically, he is not he's not just putting the ants in, he's radio controlling it like uh like the penguin in Batman returns.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. not great.
0: No, you've got to admit it Cody. I played this stinking Griffin Rock like a hop from hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but he he's not just putting Doc Green in danger by doing that. He's putting pedestrians and his little daughter in danger. He's he's, he's trying to kill little <laughs> puppets. <laughs> this is definitely evil. a guy who's used the word poppets <laughs>
1: absolutely
2: well yeah he has well Tim Curry's definitely used it a couple times I'm
1: gonna say yeah Quite if he's times. played by Tim Curry absolutely
2: well in fact he played
0: Captain Hook on that uh, mm-hmm. that Peter Pan cartoon
1: oh yeah oh
2: huh forgot about that kind of forgot there was a Peter Pan cartoon mm-hmm. other so the-
0: anyway the the mayor is is saved from getting mowed down by the morbot. Morocco shows up, and you know he's all okay. Contest over, you win, Morocco. And Morocco is all, "Oh, this is so unexpected." Which is the hammiest Tim Curry gets in this episode. You <laughs> <laughs> know, the the chief's all, "Hey, hey come on, listen that, that look at you know that robots constantly wrecking stuff. It doesn't think like a human." And the mayor's all, "Well, yeah, neither do your robots, do they?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun.
0: And he's all no.
1: Also, they refer to them as rescue force and I was like, armless Lyokaiser? <laughs> 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 I like rescue force. They're just an armless Lyokaiser. <laughs> oh.
0: And so we, we cut back to the uh back to the fire station. Heat wave. Heat wave is mad because Heat Wave is usually mad. And and Boulder has finished reading about uh John Henry. And he's all <laughs> Oh, hey, you didn't tell me about the ending there, uh there, Cody. Uh John Henry dies.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: so it it it's a series of humans lying by intention or omission to the robots. Like you you said we'd we'd be back at work in like a week. No, we're not. You you, you told me this uplifting story about this man who they don't actually say die, like, just say, he, like, his heart gives out or something.
1: Yeah, they, they say his heart gave out.
2: Which, yeah, he died. Oh, it's, it's weird. You broke the hearts of these robots. Poor sad Aww, boulder.
1: Oh, he's too good oh. to be that sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then, but hey, you get, you get to call, of, Cody gets to call from Frankie. And she's like, Hey, guess what we found in the car? It's this <gasps> canister of nanites. And so Cody's dun, dun, dun. all, it was a nice piece of work, Dr. Morocco. You shouldn't have signed it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually say that. That's, that's, from, that's from a Daredevil issue by Frank Miller. But he could have said it.
1: Because it absolutely has that M logo on it. Good job. Yes.
0: Like, you literally shouldn't have signed it by putting your initial on it.
1: Maybe stop putting branding on things.
0: Listen, branding, branding is very important.
1: Uh, I guess.
0: And then yes, and that is where the episode ends. So until the <gasps> next episode, you are Do just part, going to have what? to. You, yeah, until the next episode, you are just going to have to shiver with Antissa.
2: <laughs> Patient. Ah, uh, you had you had to bring in one of those. Uh.
0: Yeah, so please stay tuned. But what did we think of the first part of the other Doctor?
2: It- there was peril in Stakes more than usual, and, and goodness, Tim Curry. Tim Curry's so good. Oh, he is he is very good in this.
1: There was a bad guy, and he was clearly a bad guy, but I guess not clearly enough for the characters. But, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, bad enough that all of our main characters realize it. It's mostly uh, known boob Mayor Lusky who does not get it.
1: <laughs> mm. Yes, that's fair.
0: Along with his compatriots, Asian Lady and Carlton Banks. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, local and of course, resident J. Jonah Jameson, Huxley Prescott. <laughs> yes. This guy's like a season away from uh, putting a guy in an animal costume and sending him out to fight the rescue bots.
1: <laughs> we need that. Yeah.
0: I don't think that actually happens, but it definitely could.
1: Yeah, it I could. Should.
0: I, don't, I don't know what the natural enemy of the robot is, unlike uh, how the, the scorpion is, I guess, the enemy of the spider.
1: Mm. Hmm. Uh I guess the kaiju?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a little bit, I, I don't know.
0: I think the closest thing we get to a kaiju in this show is a couple seasons down the road we get a giant baby.
1: There there was the uh there's okay, the baby. the classic uh monkey versus robot.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh monkey hate technology, robot hate the monkey. They will fight eternally.
1: <laughs> yes so it would have a to be a giant monkey
0: versus robot
1: which absolutely fits in with what you were saying about an animal costume so yes i going to send somebody in a gorilla suit to fight the rescue bots.
0: Oh, i'm gonna have that
2: in my head all no, night now no,
0: lemurs wait, wait sorry
2: we'll wait. send the they
1: lemur were already some lemurs oh, the, oh
0: right the lemurs well this is, would not be actual lemurs but a guy called the lemur with the proportional strength of a lemur
1: Yes. Yeah. Which I don't I know if that, is, that's actually
0: a lot of strength.
1: I I would assume it would be fairly strong. I don't know. Lots of animals seem to have much higher proportional strength than humans.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, like those chimps that are always ripping people's faces off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could rip someone's face off if I tried hard enough.
0: <laughs> well, yes, but, you, but you, you would have to do your best Peter Cullen before doing so.
1: I absolutely <laughs> would.
0: So, yes, that is The Other Doctor. Uh, so now that means it is time for David's Tokusatsu corner.
2: Yay, after a minor distraction, I actually looked to see like if how much the Morbot and and Dr. Morocco toys cost and um apparently Rescue Bots toys cost a lot. have like a larger it's like second second hand price than uh regular Transformers cuz like Director Morocco himself was like $40. $40
1: what the heck? A little guy.
0: Well, see, I guess nobody bought them as collectibles. It was just kids who, you know, beat them up.
1: I guess. Yeah, I mean,
2: it, it makes sense when you think about it, but it's like, wow, the price on these little guys. I, I guess I'm not getting one. <laughs> secondary. I,
1: I have had my sister ask me about the secondary market for Go 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 bots Ooh. for her kids. I don't know. Well,
2: if the Rescue Bots ones are any to thing to go by probably pretty damn good
1: oh i mean <laughs> anyway. dr morocco is a character
2: yeah eh, but they, they didn't have a character uh, anyway anyway uh yes um Sentai go go five um what was the episode this week well actually i lost it watch it last week because pre-planning and things didn't happen because hey on the feed last week was was um old patreon episodes
1: Yes, because some of us had to work way too much to cover for vacations that didn't actually get to happen.
2: Yeah, so we gave you. Everything is terrible. Our longest episode ever, which had to be split into two episodes, are twice as long as the movie discussion of Transformers the movie. But anyway, um, okay, yeah, uh, do or die, new coupling fusion! No, this isn't a sex episode, it's about trains.
1: Is it is it like that, uh, like Darling in the Franks, where it's all just a euphemism for sex? No,
2: wait. Isn't Darling in the Franks like the one where it's like encouraging the kids to pilot robots to f-
1: something like that? There's yeah, definitely it's extremely like, euphemistic.
2: Oh, the cockpit is really creepy. Yeah, I didn't watch that for a, quite a few reasons because nothing I heard about it was good. <laughs> anyway, no. This is this is surprise. They, they get an upgrade robot which is their trains that combine and hey, what did what, what my notes say I'm trying to remember what happened uh oh yeah Grand Witch Grandini resurrected the robot last or a monster last episode that powered up the other monster and the hell bearers and all shits and they break the, the um robot sword the zord sword which is like oh shocking so the robot gets its ass kicked at the, at the beginning of the episode and then they're, they're just like trying to help out, like disaster relief from the volcano that's about to explode throughout the episode. Cause they can't repair the robot in this episode. Instead, they have to send the train out later. And, and it's a whole thing of they're wandering about. And, oh, we, we find out Mondo, the dad's, his dead wife's name is Ritsuko. What's like, oh, is that another Evangelion reference before Evangelion? Was it? Wait, no. When was Evangelion? I love her. Late
1: 90s? Uh, mid 90s.
2: Oh, mid, okay. Then maybe this, yeah, this was after, because this was 99. Huh. I wonder if that was intentional, because they had Oscar Anyway, like <laughs> Asuka, oh, what, I forget her, the character's name, did the voice actress of Asuka, who's like the comic relief astronaut in the show, sneaks into their super science senti lab and kind of helps out in fixing the cockpit that electrocutes the Rangers of the new giant robot upgrade. It still (laughs) electrocutes them, just not as bad. And, oh, it, it and then, yes, the, the the obvious like train combiner happens, and oh, and it flies, like it launches off of railroad tracks into the sky. Which wh- what is it with Japan and flying trains?
0: I mean, they love trains.
2: Yeah, that's cooler
0: than a regular train. Train who flies?
2: Yes, I guess I guess Galaxy Express Three Nine like is the reason it happens since then. But it, it's just an odd thing that like. Flying trains is a repeated motif in, in a lot of things. Like the robot train
1: in Headmasters that just flies through space. Yeah.
2: It, it's it's a thing. It, it's weird. And so they get the giant robot. They beat up the two monsters. Yay, the day is saved. And from the previous episode, the bank robber that hijacked the bus that that the Pink Ranger had been on... Like he does get taken away by the cops at the end, but he doesn't get handcuffed because he was helping like people hide in the science, like geography, uh, geology lab on the mountain. It's weird. Like they make a bank robber not look bad who hijacked a bus. (laughs) I don't get that part. That is weird. But yeah, it's an upgrade episode, which happens... Which I realize, like, it does happen more like clockwork in Sentai than I originally thought. Because apparently it's a quarterly thing, at least in toy sales. I guess it's more common in the newer ones. Like, like every 13 episodes, you gotta sell a new toy. A new toy's gotta come out.
1: You got to. And this is
2: episode 12, so yeah, it's going by clockwork.
0: Okay. So, we will be back uh, next week with the second, ex- with the exciting conclusion. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We, are, uh, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, and we have a Patreon.
1: Yes, uh, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses and mm-hmm. other things. That is at Patreon.com slash underground
0: and this month you can hear David and I pontificate about My Hero Academia 2 Heroes.
1: Ooh, Yay. I will have to actually listen to that since I wasn't <laughs> I didn't have a chance to be in on it because of the aforementioned yeah. scheduling nightmare. But That's right.
0: Yeah. We we are the inessentials.
1: I I will be looking forward to it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, and I I realized I got some things wrong. I had actually seen the third season. I just kind of forgot and merged it with the second season. (laughs) Okay. And I possibly got a few things wrong because of that.
1: Oops.
2: (laughs) All right, so
0: until next time, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen.
2: And I'm David. I'm so glad we did not break out into any actual Rocky Horror songs because... I don't like musicals.
1: I don't really know them.
0: Saving it for episode
2: two.
1: Don't tell David. Okay. I won't tell him. Well, okay. yeah, I hit record, as you said, Jen, are you ready? Okay. Oh, because I expected the three there. Sorry. It'll, it'll all line we'll
0: up in one. the end. That's, well, that's the whole point. I of can the... make it fit.
1: Anyway, so...